Hey, welcome back to another uh, episode. Man, it's this topic, Ashton. I think is is one that we've been uh, we've been thinking about, uh, trying to fi- figure out where it fits in yeah. the puzzle yeah. <laughs> of, of everything. But I think it's a, it's a good one. I think it's something that we really want to talk about, and that is um, just the power of discipline and the importance of discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, we've heard um, some guys uh, that currently run a podcast uh, that says discipline equals freedom. Uh, Jocko uh, Willing right, talks about right. that. You know, f- uh, former Navy SEAL talks about that. But we see a lot of people taking that mantra yeah. and saying how important it is to c- c- remain disciplined yeah. and to establish a routine and to build that build that up into their life and, right. and figure that out. Um, because there is something important about doing that. Um, what I wanted to ask you kind of today, and as we, you know, we were talking just a little bit ago about it, but what does that look like for you? What does really discipline or the lack thereof, what does that cause for you? Right. And if you have discipline, what does that really truly do? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's been, and we've discussed this before, but the biggest change for me in the last six months to a year of my life, which has been you know, regards to my faith is basically saying, hey, the very first thing I do when my day is I wake up, I plant my feet on the floor, and I spend the next hour of my morning in the word and in prayer, you know. Um, And that generally starts, you know, at 5.30 and goes till 6.30 um, every morning now. And that's been a game changer because before... In, in my routine was, um, you know, waking up and immediately doing some sort of physical activity, um, exercise, you know, whatever. Um, but now it's that first portion of my morning is completely devoted to my faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that this is the most important thing in my life and making that the priority. Um, you know, whatever comes after that is secondary to that. Um, you know, for me, it happens to still be physical activity, physical exercise. Um, but my routine is, you know, 5.30 to 6.30 that I am spending that time in the Word and prayer, period. And, um, you know, I'm generally at work no later than 9 o'clock, you know. And so from 6.30 to, you know, probably 8-ish, I'm usually in the gym. And then 8 o'clock, you know, I'm getting ready to leave and grabbing some, <laughs> grabbing some food for the yeah. day and that sort of thing. Um, all this to say that there is real power in discipline and routine. Mm -hmm. And I think something we forget is that, you know, this is what professional athletes do to be successful. Yeah. You know, like you think about guys like Michael Jordan or LeBron James, like all these guys who were, you know, (laughs) whoever the goat is doesn't matter. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have that discussion, but you think about these guys, when they go to the free throw line, you know, we'll say the game's on the line, for example. Yeah. They have a specific routine that they use to be successful. You know, whether it be one bounce or two bounces, mm-hmm. you know. You know, they're even saying things in their mind. They're using what we call, you know, self-talk, you know, elbow in tight or, you know, follow through. or they, They've been saying these things for years to the point now where right. it's just automatic. But they have that routine to fall back on. When things get rough, 
Um, you think about golfers. If you ever watch professional golf, a lot of these guys have very specific things they do pre-shot so that when they approach the ball and they're getting ready to make that swing, they're putting the best swing they can on that ball mm-hmm. every single time. And it's consistent. You know, they talk about players being in, in the zone. You've heard this, you know. But that's where that starts. Yeah. Is they're, they're you know, excuse me, using that routine, um, you know, to stay in the, the moment, if you will. Um, you think about there's long-range shooters. You know, they have all these very specific things they go through. You know, body position, looking through the scope a certain way, trigger squeeze. You know, they're doing these things so that they can be successful, you know. And it's something I think we need to remind ourselves, and I remind myself constantly, is life's going to smack you in the face. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have that quote-unquote tension moment. Right. Or that, that rough spot where you find yourself and you're saying, man, you know what? I screwed up. Or, man, I'm really off my game. Like, I'm just not in it to win it right now. Like, what happened to me? And I think something we can do as people that's very effective, and I found very effective, is basically dropping back into that success routine. Um, you know, and, and basically taking a step back and, and saying, you know what, what does a good routine look like? What does a disciplined schedule and a successful person, you know, who's disciplined, what does that schedule look like? And maybe taking a step back and writing that out. Yeah. You know, just like we talk about our 168 budgeting our time, you know, writing out that routine. What does that look like? Yeah, I was going to say, I think that, you know, this is a great follow up to our 168. Cause I think there's people that have they heard us talk about that early on. Yeah. Um, but now we're kind of getting into the weeds of it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave a generic overview. But I think, yeah, going into this and really saying, like, why? Why do we do it? Yeah. Um, and why do we why do we build that out? And it's exactly exactly that to be able to fall back on right. onto something um, that is routine and mm-hmm. and is good and, and it builds from that. You know, something that brings to mind is I just recently within my job I I do a lot of um, talking to people and there's certain things that I have to um, when I'm interviewing somebody uh, sometimes if I get off script or if I realize I haven't been doing it for a while. It can take a minute before yeah. I, I end up getting the information that I need. Right. And I've realized that, you know, you can lose those habits. Uh, you can lose the uh, muscle memory. Right. And that's right. why exactly what you were just saying is athletes use muscle memory. They use right. that to, in, to increase your ability to fall back on it. And that's why, you know, when you go to courses you're doing any type of course military course or or whatnot you're always doing something to continue to build those those habits in and to to, uh so that you do fall back on just something and i think it's the same way as i've realized that how i the more i put that into practice the easier it is for me to fall back onto doing things right versus doing things wrong but at the same time you put bad habits in you can fall back under those yes. bad habits. Yes. And I think that's something to really think about too. Um, for some of our listeners, when we talk about that, it can be, and and I'll be frank about it, I think there's people that have routines where they get home, 
they're like, hey, I have a bottle of alcohol sitting right there on mm. the on the table, or I have it in my bar. I'm gonna pour a you know a, a glass of whiskey or whatever, and then now I'm gonna drink that. And every night, that's what my routine is. Right. And they build that in, and they don't think anything of it. But what happens is, is within that, what are you doing? You're losing time with your family. That's right. Um, you're overall it makes you feel good but what does it do with everybody else around you That's right. uh, and it creates a, a continual habit that and routine that changes a whole different discipline so i think that's just i think you have to just we have to look at that and go how how does that affect us what does that do yeah. um you know other people have different uh things that they do and they advice and we you know we call them vices but they don't realize that that routine and building that routine or building those things in can create the can create other problems. Yeah, that's a great point too, and and I think that um, the negativity piece that you just talked about is mm-hmm. crucial because I think one of our listeners, maybe a couple of people, need to hear this. But you know, something that has a really um, applied to me and has really made an impact is kind of reviewing your your thoughts. Um, take kind of a a mental note, no pun intended, <clears throat> of your thoughts and say, hey, you know what? Am I po- positive or am I negative most of the time? Right. Because, you know, I think a lot of us, and I fall into this camp a lot of times, I take a step back and I'm like, man, I'm really not helping myself out here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're saying a lot of I can'ts, I won'ts, I shouldn'ts, you know, things of this nature when you need to be saying, time out. As a believer in Christ Jesus, who saved me from my sin, I have the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the resurrecting power of Jesus resides in me. I can accomplish all things through him who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. I believe that's Philippians 4.13. <laughs> and if, if I truly say I believe that, the Lord is my A, B, C, all the way through Z plan. Yeah. I don't have a B plan. Because if if the, if Jesus isn't gonna fail, neither am I, and so I think it's it's a reminder we need to to be having for ourselves, in saying, hey, you know what? Do I am am I having the right mental attitude and positive thoughts throughout the day? Um, because let me tell you something: when Michael Jordan went up to take those last second shots, I don't think he thought, yeah, this probably isn't going in. I would put money on that. Mm-hmm. He was thinking, I'm going to bury this and we're going to win this thing. You know, in, in regards to our lives, we need to have that kind of mentality towards our faith and towards others of, you know, Christ's power lives in me. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I am a success because he is a success. And therefore, I can't fail. Let me take it a step further. There, uh, I was I've been watching some of the uh, NBA finals currently going on, right, right? right? And one of the things they were talking about was uh, just recently was you know Anthony Davis for the Lakers hits a game winner and he right. goes, "I want to be put in that position. I want to be when the t- when everything's on the line. I want to be in that position. Right. I, I'm prepared for this. I want to have this. I have that mentality. I am ready to take that last shot." Right. And I think what we have to, as Christians, realize, and I think we have done for a long time, is we've shied away 
from when the going gets tough. We've said, don't mm-hmm. put me in the position. Mm-hmm. I don't want to... We've done everything we can to keep ourselves out of the position to say, let me be... When the going gets tough, let me deal with this because, right. God, you've prepared me to be in this and to be ready to take anything that you th- that the, you know the devil throws at me and this world throws at me. Right. And so I think that's also something we have to take into consideration and t- with our listeners talking to... It's like changing our mindset to that of saying because of who we are through Christ and through the Holy Spirit that we can actually we should be actually saying hey put me in the game coach like right. give me the ball when right. it, when it, when it when it's tough let me take that shot because i know what it's going to take right. you know and i think about this with uh you know our positions that we are within our uh our organizations that we work for and this and the stuff and seeing that I look at and go, God put me, continue to put me in those positions mm. to be, to maximize influence and to be a leader mm. in the, these positions because you've created me in such a way to be prepared for this, continue to develop me to be able to be put into this. Right. Um, but in order for me to be successful in those positions, for you to be successful in those positions, what is that going to require? What's that sacrifice that's going to require? What is that going to take? And that means for us to get up in the morning right. and uh, to not, you know, to do things that we don't want to do, to get up at four or five o'clock in the morning and take a shower and get off and off to work and yeah. be there before the rest of our team is there to take care of stuff. Like you have to, you have to build things in to say hard work pays off. Right. And I think that's something to really still take in consider, consideration. And I think those are things that we have to look at and go, uh, you know, the har- it says, you know, in the Bible says the harvest, you know, is plentiful, but the workers are few. That's right. Are you going to put in the work to harvest? That's right. That's right. Everything, you know, are you going to do the fruits of your labor? Are you going to, that's what's going to be important. Right. And, I'm so glad you brought that up because one thing you and I have talking have talked about and I love this concept which is success and the path to success is actually very 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 intellectually simple. Hard work pays off. Mm-hmm. These are very anybody can grasp these concepts. Yeah. But the discipline piece of putting these things into action is difficult. It's very difficult. And, you know, the idea of, oh, all you have to do is wake up at 4.30 and get your day going. That's very easy to understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, no problems there, but the putting that into action and making that happen is difficult for most folks, um, including myself. You know, it's, it's, at times it is difficult, but once you get into that routine, it becomes easy because you've done it so many times. Mm Mm-hmm. You, you've created that neural pathway in your brain. And so that's something I want to chat with you about right now, which mm-hmm. is, Dave, what if I'm the kind of person who has habits built into their routine that have become, quote unquote, disciplines mm-hmm. that are neural pathways or things that are destructive? Right? Maybe there's something in my life that I know is hot garbage that should not be there that's causing me problems. Whatever that thing is, doesn't matter. How do I 
create and maintain a healthy routine and disciplines because I know that there are things in there that should not be, whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. What are what are some? Can you give us um, some tactics? Can you give us some some effective techniques that we can use to basically say, "Hey, I want to realign my routine, and I want to put some disciplines in my routine to help me make some changes." Man, so let's we'll talk about some of the things that maybe that that get put in the way that we make habits or routines, which we kind of talked about a little bit earlier. I think that's one thing we kind of talk about. We identify those, those things. And then we can talk about like, how do we, how do we, uh, attack those things? Yeah. How do we attack them? How do we change them? Um, I think things that seep in and things that we don't realize, one of the things that we talked about was alcohol. Um, don't realize what it can do. Uh, now I'm not condoning and, you know, saying that, Everybody should give it up. Um, you know, I like to have a beer every once in a while with the, you know, um, but I'm very cautious of what is that, what is, what is that causing? What's that, what is that in the midst of everything? What is that doing? And it doesn't become a discipline. It doesn't become a habit. Hmm. You know, I don't have it in my house on the regular where I can go to it and that's my, I come home, I drink. Hmm. And then I'm put in a certain state of mind. Now I might have, I might have a drink of you know uh, uh, a bottle of beer with some friends, uh, celebratory, um, <clears throat> just having a good time because I enjoy it, uh, the taste of it. But I don't put that into my into a normal routine mm. so that it affects me because we know that depending on what that is, the alcohol and stuff like that, it can. It can mess up your brain, right. and it can mess it messes up your cycle. And you know we can go into the whole right, <laughs> conversation right, with right. that. Now, you know that's one thing. And some of our listeners may say, "Well, man, I can't believe you actually talked." But it's the truth. Yeah. Like we we all face it. Our most of our listeners have have dealt with that. Um, now to go to a step further, and this is one that hits everybody. It makes it even really hard. You've got guys that are dealing with pornography. Mm-hmm. You've got guys dealing with sexual sin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard. That's a hard one too, because yep. that's a, such a hidden sin. It's such a hidden. Uh, it's a hidden vice, a hidden, hidden discipline that becomes an addiction, mm. and becomes a habit. Mm. Um, and because it begins to build these these routines and these wavelengths, you know whether it means they do it in the morning, and they're looking, uh, looking for uh, pornography in the morning, or they're looking for it in the evening. And they build it in a routine. They lose. They're losing normalcy in, in their life um other things that might be we've talked about it is tv time you know right. and not talking about right. that as much is how much time do you spend watching tv or right. spend time on computer or playing video games you know for uh, for other guys what are you doing that is just taking time mm. out of you and it's mean meaningless time um so that those are things that I look at as say are those immediate things right up front they do or you know some some things that aren't as that people don't realize is what if you know you, you come home and the first thing that you're doing is you're not building in quality time of your workouts mm. uh, you say hey I'm gonna work out in the afternoon but you're taking time away from your family or you're gonna work out in the morning but it takes you two and a half three hours to work out. 
like you've got to find that discipline. You got to find that time that says, what is the best amount of time, quality time that I'm getting in, and just building that in. You're not gonna working out three hours in one day is not gonna change your body, your body, uh, for you know, it's just not. It's right. just not gonna. It's not gonna change it. You you've got to build it over time right and you've got to gradually uh build it up so those are different things or coming home and i've seen i've seen guys say you know immediately they go into their garage and they start working on doing woodworking or they do other stuff but they take away what's something that they say oh it's just something that i like to enjoy and i enjoy do but what is it really doing you know if, if if you now if you go back into your your house and you're doing woodworking and you're bringing your kid to come over and you're teaching them something. Sure. Or spending time with your family doing that. That might be something a little different. And right. that's a good habit to have. Sure. But if you're just doing that because you want to block off your time away from things, you want to be numb to the day, the day, that can be a problem. Right. So those are just multiple things that I'm kind of throwing out there for, mm. for people to identify that might be going on in their life. Going hunting. And spending a half morning right. away, but doing that every single weekend right. during the fall. Okay, I get you want to have some fun and, and stuff like that, but what is it really causing? We identify those things. We see those things. Um, but how do we build in something that's healthy? And I think it's, again, doing that first is identifying what those are mm-hmm. in our lives. And then... Uh, I think it's also praying about that and talking to other uh, godly people, mm. godly wisdom, and saying, what do you guys think about these things that are currently going on in my life? Right. What is a good way to discipline? Um, one of the things that I've talked to um, some people, successful people, and I've heard this phrase before. They say, if you want to be successful, look for that person that is successful and figure out what they're doing to be successful. Right, right. You you become that person. Right. You mimic what you what you want to do, right? Right, right? And I think that's kind of that same thing. Is you got to surround yourself with people that you want to be like. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that can be good and bad, but I think that's another thing you have to look at is to be successful as a athlete. You surround yourself with better athletes right. to be a better, um, you know, better shooter or better, uh, uh, you know, military professional. You're gonna be around those guys that have been doing it for a long time. Right. But what is that gonna cost you? That's gonna cost you the early mornings, mm-hmm. getting in the gym. It's gonna spend. It's gonna be the early mornings of sitting and going through things that you don't want to deal with it means looking at uh, regulations and and documents to say this is why you know falling back on what is doctrine and what's important and i think that's a that's where it starts and when i say falling back on doctrine and what's important you we have to look at and say you know now i'm talking to some we can say military speak or whatever, but it's the same thing as when we're talking about with the Bible. Exactly. Bible, the Bible is scripture, is doctrine. Right. It tells us how we should be doing some things and how we should align our life. And if we fall back onto that and we look at that, there are, there is, there's so much, 
there's so much stuff in there's so much good um good things that we can gain and glean from the word word of god and can help build healthy habits that's what doctrine is for is to start building those everybody builds that built around the those things so i think that's you know when we're talking about again identifying it surrounding mm-hmm. ourselves yeah and uh getting into doctrine those are my first three things for sure that I say starts building up yeah. uh, something that makes it healthy for you to continue to go the right path. And I think another thing too is to take that step back and say, wait a minute, time out. Is, is this thing that I'm doing in my life, is this on the success platform? Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of lists. Uh, you know, for if there was a... a um, you know, a quote unquote, uh, list for success. You know, I don't think drugs and alcohol would be on that list. Mm-mm. I don't, <laughs> I don't see a lot of, I, and as this is my perspective, I don't see a lot of folks that are very, very successful who are like, you know what? Couldn't have done it without alcohol. Couldn't have done it without drugs. Right. <laughs> I, I don't see that. No. It, and, and to be honest with you, I've looked for it because I'm like, maybe I'm missing something, mm-hmm. but it's not there. I'm telling you, it's not there. Um, and if you find it, please, please contact us. Cause I'd like to know I I'm, I'm, I'm open to I'm all, all years on that. Um, but I don't see that. What I do see is people saying, you know what, when I saw a neural pathway or something that was in my brain that was destructive, I entirely ripped it out and I replaced it. And I began to build a new neural pathway in a new part of my routine. And that's the whole point of our podcast, right? Which mm-hmm. is. We are building in our schedule community and time with other godly men and women so that they can be pouring into our lives. And you put it in your, in your weekly routine, your weekly schedule. You build that in so that it's there. You know, and because what happens, right? A lot for a lot of us. Well, I was going to go to church on Sunday, but it didn't happen. Well, I was going to meet with this, you know, buddy of mine and we were going to chat, but it didn't happen. Again, these things, once it's, you just have to make the commitment and say, you know what, I'm ripping out this old way of, you know, the old me is gone and the new, the new me is here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think something you and I really truly believe is that you have got to do this thing with other people. Yeah. You've got to do this thing called life with other folks. Absolutely. And, you know, so that, you know, I can come to Dave and say, Dave, you know what? This is as something I noticed in my life that's destructive. I'm trying to work on getting better. Hold me accountable, bro. Yeah. Let me know, you yeah. know? And more importantly, I'm, I'm going to need you to check in on me because I'm not going to be, um, it's not going to be easy for me to, you know, you need to text me, hey, did you work out this morning? Hey, did you get that lift in? Yeah. Hey, you been in the word, you know? Check on me because guess what? When I fail, I don't necessarily want everybody to know about it. Oh, truth. Yeah. You know, most Absolutely. most people, and I, I'm in this camp. It's it's the the borderline embarrassment feel of like, man, I really didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's in you and I work in kind of team atmospheres, and I think that happens to a lot of guys who are on teams, mm-hmm. where people are relying on them to get something done and it didn't happen, and then now instead of being like, you know what, man, I need help. I screwed this up. Instead, they just, you know, they'll hide away and kind of wait 
until it kind of comes out in light and then comes out you know in the light and then it's too late yeah we're so i think oftentimes we're scared of failing we're scared of getting you know and not being right and getting right i think there's something and i'll kind of leave it with this is uh in the medical field and i've seen and i was just talking to a friend of mine recently about this he had he had torn his uh achilles tendon Mm. He said he had two different options when the doctor said, he's like, hey, you can have surgery on this, or you can, we can place it in a cast, let it, and it'll reattach itself. And he's like, it'll what? <laughs> he's like, it'll reattach itself. And he goes, yeah. He's like, but it's going to be that you have to, you really have to be limited. You have to discipline yourself to not use it. You're going to have to, you know, keep your, keep off of that foot so that it naturally will reattach itself. He goes, well, okay. He's like, oh, I'll take that route because he didn't know how, what the surgery was going to do and stuff. So, but bottom line is, is that there is, there's fibers, the way when a tendon rips apart, that mm. they are immediately trying to reattach because it's built in within itself that it needs to go back to where it came from and mm. needs to start pulling back and come to get and come together. And I think that's something that we have to look at uh within our life is what are we reattaching to because sometimes if we are re- if we reattach it, it might not be the greatest right. right if you if we're moving around if you know if i had an achilles tendon injury and i'm not wearing a boot to keep it stabilized i'm causing more problems to that as it's trying to reattach and it might reattach wrong it might offset and it's going to be more problems you know, down the road. Right. Or, you know, and it was something that's exactly what he said. He's like, hey, reattach, but it didn't reattach the right way because I didn't spend the right amount of time that I needed to, to let it heal. And I think that's something that we have to look at too and go, how do we do that in our life? How do we allow ourselves to reattach on the regular, when we're broken, when we're hurting, when things are not going the, the right way? And I think that's something that we have to look at as how discipline does that, how it helps us to reattach the right way, mm-hmm. helps us get back into that. So think about that as being, you know, the, the word of God and is, is in us, is, I like those tendons, it's like that fiber. And we, as we come back, we'll reattach, right? But we also have to take the time to, to let it set in. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to, hey, I'm going to read the word to, you know, this morning and everything will be right. Right. Again, it's building over time. You Your body doesn't heal just right overnight. It's going to take some time. Hmm. Yeah, and, and I love that analogy, too. It's a little bit over time. And I know I probably refer too much to lifting weights a lot. But the spiritual, I feel like my spiritual walk with Jesus is very similar at times to you know, weight training, where it's like, you know, at one point you started with a very lightweight, you know, and now all of a sudden you're doing that same exercise, but with a very heavy weight for the same amount of repetitions. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I see faith as well, where at first you would read maybe a verse or two and you didn't really understand it, you know, and now you're reading that same verse and you're getting so much out of it, you know, excuse me, but, you know, it's the impact. You're implementing, you know, that time, yeah, and you're you're making sure day in and day out that the word you're saturating your mind with the word, you know, because it says, you know, 
the word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged right. sword. And if my brain is saturated with edification and positivity, that's what's going to come out of my mind and heart and soul. And that's those are the kind of things that we need in our routine. And we need to be disciplined in those things.